1: This thing rockin' and rolling. Thank you, Mr. S. So much for mic-checking. <laughs> we did earlier, and it didn't turn out very well, did it? Mic-chasing. Mike Mic-chasing, Mike absolutely. Good evening. Welcome to the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Study Group. A lot of ring there. To, be, to prepare for the Big Book Study, let's get focused by having a moment of meditation with the monks, followed by the...
2: Foglight Prayer. Hi, everyone. I'm a recovered alcoholic. My name is Doc. Hey, Doc. Um, I'm a recovered alcoholic. My name is Mike Chase. Hi, Mike Chase.
1: Thanks for joining us tonight. Now we're getting there. We're going to start the meditation in a minute, so take a moment, everybody, to get situated, which means get yourself in a somewhat uncomfortable position so you don't go into nap time. That doesn't (laughs) count, even though it's nice. Oh, God, wouldn't even nap be great right now?
2: Well, after the meeting. My life is a nap. Yeah. Uh, turn off your devices that'll make noises or distract others. Yeah, I don't hear, Doc. from your uh, duration, For the duration of the meeting. Thanks. Also, please refrain from
1: disturbing others by uh, doing weird stuff on the video cameras or sending out really weird comments, correct? Right. So if this is a meeting how
2: and you're at home, how do you behave? Well, you, you if you were at a meeting, right, you wouldn't be texting uh, other people and uh, you wouldn't be passing notes around and... Uh, You would probably be dressed, not lying in your bed, just listening. You would be seated, attending the meeting, as Bill points out, with your big book, and uh, acting as if your grand sponsor was seated next to you. For the
1: meditation, some suggestions are, have you focus on your breath, sit up straight, breathe in God, and bring out self. It sounds like a real bad, ringy echo, guys. (laughs) Let's
2: work on that. Take this time to get reconnected to God. Let the craziness of the day drift away and ask God to help you focus on this study.
1: So we're going to turn off the mics and put on some monk music and we'll work on the mics when we get back. I could use a good three-minute meditation. How about you? Amen. Amen. So let's have the monk music. See you guys in three minutes. Enjoy your time with God. We're going to start out with the the fog light prayer, if you all want to join in. God, uh, let your love shine through me like a fog light, so those who are lost, sick, and dying can find your love through me. We're going to start off with the Secretary's Report, and we're going to bring up Chris.
3: So this is going to be the Secretary's Report, but before, we have a joke, and I'd like to invite up Joey to tell a joke. Joey.
1: Hi, Joey. Joke night. Darn, we forgot that goes
4: first. Hey, hello, everyone. That's I speak really loud tonight. I'm Joey, and I am a recovered alcoholic. How are you, Joey? I have a joke for you all, and here it goes. Um, a gorilla walks into a bar, orders a mai tai, and hands the bartender a twenty dollar bill. After recovering from the shock, the bartender thinks, "Hey, this gorilla doesn't know how much drinks cost." and hands him back one dollar in change, saying, we don't get too many gorillas in here. The gorilla replies, at 19 bucks a drink, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Thanks, Joey. <laughs> well, back with the jokes, hard huh, Doc? <laughs> back with the jokes. Why don't you sit down, because that will put you closer to the <laughs> microphone. Oh, awesome.
3: He's so tall. You, you can take that thing easy. off your ear, too. Oh, thank you. There yeah. you go. Hi, everybody. My name is Chris, and I'm your recovered alcoholic secretary. Thank you for that joke, Joey. In keeping with the seventh tradition, which states that every group shall be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Okay. We and uh, I'm going to read the recovered statement now. We read this notice to explain why many people in this group identify as recovered rather than recovering. Recovered. We are not cured of alcoholism. Recovered, but not cured? That presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction to alcohol will remain with us for our lifetime. But we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than in the body. Page 23. We are now sane where alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have recovered. And from the 1940s-style big book sponsorship from 4 to the 2nd edition of Alcoholics Anonymous, of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way, 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we have seen, felt, come to believe, and experience is that God has not changed over time, and neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms— the statistics above suggest a 75% success rate. We have CDs, mugs, large print big books, little red books, and big book dictionaries for sale. And we will be meeting every Monday, starting promptly at 7.15. We ask that you be courteous and ready to begin at the Road to Recovery Tune. See you next week. Appreciate that. Ah, uh, this might be, this I think solved the problem. Hello
1: there. Um, from the four of the first edition of the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. To show other alcoholics precisely how we
2: have recovered is the main purpose of this book and of this group. From There is a Solution, also from the big book, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action this is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism this is an open meeting as such all right I...
1: say hi hi check check good there, okay
5: there. this is an
1: open meeting as such you all have interest in alcoholism the program of recovery are welcome because this is an open <laughs> meeting you need not identify yourself nor your reason for being here, if you do not wish to do so. Your amenity will be protected. We ask that you protect ours.
2: And uh, if you're people joining us for the first time, you can show your hands digitally. And then recovered alcoholics can show their hands digitally. They can show their digits digitally. While this is an open meeting, membership in this group is limited to those who wish to recover from alcoholism and have a desire to stop drinking for good and all. Each member of Alcoholics Anonymous is a potential sponsor of a new member and should clearly recognize the obligations and duties of such a responsibility. So if anybody doesn't have a big book
1: right now, go grab it because it's helpful in a big book study to read along. And if you don't have a big book, um, contact your area intergroup. They could use some business. They could also use your contributions. I know Chris brought that up. Also, general service in New York is is, in need of some financial input too. So, feel free to make those personal contributions to your intergroup and general service. Before we begin
2: our study of the big book, traditions time. Yes. Last week we reviewed tradition three. Tonight, let's take a quick review of tradition four. Please refer to the unabridged big book page 562 and in the abridged big book page 177. And here's Bill.
6: Hey Bill. Hi everybody. My name is Bill and I'm a grateful recovered alcoholic. Hey Bill. And I have a joke for you too but they forbid me to say it. (laughs) So you'll just have to wait. Group conscience. Yes, in the meantime let's talk about tradition four or yeah, tradition four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole is the short version. The long version is with respect to its own affairs, each AA group should be responsible to no other authority than its own conscience but, th- but when it plans, its plans concern the welfare of neighboring groups, also these groups ought to be consulted and no group regional committee, or individual should ever take any action that might greatly affect AA as a whole without conferring with the trustees of the General Service Board. On such issues, our common welfare is paramount. Um, You know, this is really an interesting uh, 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 tradition because it it actually piggybacks on uh, the first and second tradition. Uh, You know, we, we have complete autonomy as a group uh, which smacks of the of the second tradition, which says <clears throat> let let God guide each one of us in voting within our respective groups uh to determine you know what 's best for that group, and it 's a trust in that higher power that gives us our autonomy ultimately the The other uh issue here is the impact that it might have on other groups uh you know we we we're driven, we're a lot of alcoholics, driven by ego. And uh, uh, we certainly don't miss for anybody asserting egos at, at business meetings. But each group <laughs> has an has a, uh, aggregate ego. And we need to be mindful of that relative to other groups and how we might affect it. For example, if, if uh, we decided as a group, that we were going to enter into some enterprise or we're, we're going to advertise ourselves uh, and, and say that we represent AA and this is the way AA should be and then the AA gets trashed, that group gets trashed, then they, they've <coughs> now muddied the name of AA. So uh, no one group represents AA and uh, we should be very mindful of how we interact with our neighboring meetings. Uh, just to give you some examples of uh, some experiences that I've had with this tradition, um, <clears throat> I, I had gotten a, a new position with a company in another city, and uh, uh, I, I was, didn't know the city well at all. And being kind of anxious about this new job in this new city, which I didn't know well, I, I went out looking for a meeting because I felt I really needed a meeting and I needed to acclimate. And uh, I'm there with the, with the where and when, the local where and when, and a map and trying to figure out where there's a meeting. And I finally made it huffing and puffing to a meeting. And uh, uh, lo and behold, it was a gay meeting. Yay. <clears throat> and I go in there and I go, uh, excuse me, guys, uh, but I'm not gay. Is it all right if I stay here? And they go, sure, this is AA. It's not gay, it's AA. It's AA. And I tell you, it was one of the best meetings I ever attended. And and that's the, that's the overriding principle in this uh, tradition, is that we, we need to do whatever we can as a group to provide for the recovery of the other suffering alcoholics and to preserve AA for ourselves. Another example was um, I had formed a, a study group at my house and uh, uh, we, we worked through the steps, we went through the, the steps out of the 12 and 12, the big book first, and then the 12 and 12, and then the traditions. And then the group wanted to start all over again. I go, no, 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 we're not going to do that. I said, you either bring other people into this meeting and you run the, the thing, or we start a meeting. They decided to start a meeting. One of the members of this little group was an Al-Anon who had wanted to go through the steps out of the big book. And she was our secretary for this little group. And we formed a group, and we got a location and did the whole bit. And and uh, I mentioned it because I was a GSR at the time, general service rep, and, and I mentioned it at a general service rep meeting, and they went ballistic. Some of the people went ballistic because we had an Alan on at our meeting, and it was an officer, and she was allowed to share at meetings, and they just went crazy. And, and uh, <laughs> there was all this debate within the general service group that we were involved with, and they elevated it, up through the regions, and and uh, the regional uh, uh, representative came to our group one, and 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 his response was he did a half hour talk on tradition four, and that kind of quelled the whole group. Uh, another example uh, was uh, there was a, a I was in a group, a big book group, and and the treasurer had absconded with all the money, and. Although the group didn't really hurt too much from the loss, the financial loss, it was really hurt because we trusted this guy and we liked him, and uh, he came back eventually with his tail between his legs and presented his Miocopa, and uh, there was a lot of controversy in the group as to what we should do, and um, uh, what what we did was we elevated it to the General Service Office, and we asked the General Service Office what what should we do with this guy, you know, and how should we handle this. You know what the general service office said? They went into their archives and they looked up a bunch of similar uh, situations and they sent us what the situation was, what the group did about it, and what the outcome was. And they said, here's a bunch of examples from other groups. You decide what you should do. And uh, we took that information and and they asked us, when you decide what what you did, would you please send us a, a little note saying what your group is, what the problem was, how you resolved it, and uh, uh, how it turned out. And that's, that is AA. That we, we practice these traditions not because somebody somewhere had the perfect idea of how this organization ought to run. We, we evolve these traditions because we made every frickin' mistake you can make. We tried this, we tried that, and this is the residue of the things that have worked best to do the two things which are most important, which is carry the message to the suffering alcoholic and to preserve this fellowship so that we can be there when the next person arrives, and so it's there for us when we need it. That's all I have. Thanks. Thanks,
1: right. Bill. Thanks, Fantastic. could be that Hold your breath. Pick up your arm. Oh, Michael! There you go. Oh, Michael! There you go. And I think my mic's turned on now. I'm mean, great, except. Uh, so, in order for us to stay focused as we study the Big Book, we use the Big Book Study Guide, which was written by Krusty Cliff of the F- Primary Purpose Big Book Group, and a lot of help from Joe and Charlie.
2: In the Dallas uh, Primary Purpose Group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tonight, we're going to begin on page 44, which is We Agnostics, which uh, is not actually instructions on how you can be agnostic and still gain everything possible from the program, which we will read from the front by tonight's reader, Big Bill.
6: Well, Where do you want to start, Michael? The beginning?
2: Gonna, well you still got a couple more minutes to chill and get ready we're going to actually start on the
1: on, on that, but we got a blue thing to read tonight in the bin the page forty four a little bit but after the page is uh, after the page is read, we're going to ask questions from the podium starting from the top of page forty four The answers will be one sentence unless otherwise specified, and multi part questions are simply one sentence answers split up by commas, semicolons, hyphens and am I muted? Un- and other fun bits of communic
2: punctuation. Basically in English what that means is we're going to read the material once through or bill will and then re dissect the information a second time through the question and answer format. Notice how the language in the questions give us a new light in which to consider the study material. You know, this is important because hearing the question and rereading the
1: content offers a definite way of comprehending the material covered. After we've completed the page, we open up for comments, questions, and observations based on what is just read. If you have spiritual experience with this information, you're free to share it. But if you don't,
2: you might want to share it uh, with your sponsor because Big Book Study is not therapy. So should you begin sharing about topics which are more appropriate discussed Say with your sponsor,
3: please do not
2: be offended, your mother, when we cut that conversation short. For that purpose, we have fellowship meetings before and after our study time. You can never go wrong by commenting on the page.
1: It brings us to the words of one of our co-founders of Alcoholics Anonymous. Sobriety, freedom from alcohol, through the teachings and practices of the 12 steps, is the sole purpose of any Alcoholics Anonymous group. You know, this is our uh, 31st session. We started 31 Ooh. weeks ago, and that was on page zero. We always like to start in the forwards because it's kind of important to know what organizational information is. So if you're introducing somebody to AA, you want them to know what they're getting involved in. You want to don't want to do the, like, bait and switch that they think they're getting into some cushy little dollar therapy session every night. You know, we want them to know what this organization, how it started, and what it's about. And and we back up the information from the forwards with a chapter we call
2: The Doctor's Opinion, which we get uh, a look at AA from a non-AA. And then he gives us every uh, he gives us a, a, a professional viewpoint of what's wrong with us, both mind and body. Which then leads us to our first real chapter,
6: Bill's story Bill, you know, I, I got to say, just on, on the forwards and the doctor's opinion, when I first came in, AA I was really kind of <clears> confused <throat> as to what, what what the hell is this organization all about what, 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 what am I doing? what is this you know and, and like you said, Mike, the, the orientation of getting an idea of time and place of what this is all about really was very helpful for me. Then when I read the, doc, the, the Bill's story. Uh, I began to really get into it kind of knee-deep because in Bill's story he talks about his experience with drinking and the progressive nature of the disease. And he talks through how it was fun drinking, uh, then it was trouble drinking, then it became really problem drinking, and until finally he was drinking for the worst reason of all oblivion. And we could see the progression of his disease through his experiences which I could readily identify with, even though they weren't exactly what I experienced. Uh, We then could see his recovery which gave me hope that there was a way out. Um, And and it's so important in Bill's story to identify with another alcoholic because if we don't identify with the, the progression of the disease then we don't need this solution. Mm. So then we have another
1: chapter
2: called There Is a Solution, which... Thank goodness they give it to us up front. Right? And it's, it's written down. Single, It's written down. It's a single solution that we can all agree upon and uh, practice together. And then because we're all deep thinkers, they follow that with another chapter.
6: Mm. More about alcoholism. Bill, you want to jump on that one? Well, more about alcoholism is really here because... The, the crux of the problem is the, the problem of the alcoholic is in his mind not in his body. And even though we know that we have this physical allergy uh, the physical allergy is really kind of irrelevant if we never take the first drink. So this chapter really says, ta- really wants to address the state of mind immediately prior to taking the first drink. Why if I have this horrible allergy would I take the first drink? And it gives us several examples of different people who were absolutely committed to not drinking, and then they picked up the drink, and they and they uh, uh, experienced all the problems that they they experienced. Uh, the um, if if you don't come out of this chapter saying yes, uh, I think this could be me, then uh, you're you're. <laughs> you, you, it <laughs> says it says Bill Wilson originally said. <laughs> Uh, go back to the beginning and read it over again or throw it away. Yeah. But but at the end of the chapter, it says something that I just think is so funny. Is They've given all these examples, and then it says, once more, in case you didn't get it all the 60,000 times we've already mentioned it, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink, except in a few rare cases, neither he nor another human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power.
1: But, you know, I think I have a problem with this whole higher power Gody thing, and I'm not really sure. You know, I came in here thinking I had a relationship issue. I thought I came in here I had old mud up. I thought the conceptions I had of spirituality and God were up to par. And thank God they had a chapter because we agnostic, because it allowed me... To reevaluate all these misconceptions, ideas, and prejudices I have about society and religion and spirituality and God and all the different types of religions. So we are now going to be jumping into that chapter called We Agnostics. And every time we enter a new chapter, we do have a blue page, which is the writings of Krusty Cliff with the help of Joe and Charlie. So why
2: don't you do a paragraph? I'll do a paragraph. Chapter 4. We agnostics. Yeah, you can do a paragraph. Is truly a remarkable piece of what writing. Are doing? The other paragraph. Four short right. years before writing this chapter, the principal author Bill W. was an agnostic. Yet he demonstrates <clears throat> the depth of understanding a hopeless agnostic alcoholic may receive. Let me read that again. He was an agnostic. Yet he demonstrates the depth of understanding a hopeless agnostic alcoholic may receive in spirituality as well as we become students and practitioners of this textbook. This chapter begins with some of the most important information this book
1: contains. In this chapter, when given a test, it answers honestly. Will it tell us we really need what this program has to offer? Once he has helped us determine if we are alcoholics of the hopeless variety... The text reinstates our problem, and then we, and then the true answer, a higher power, as we understand
2: him, who will solve all our problems. Once that promise oh, I'm sorry, Bill, you've got nope, okay. You- OK.: Once that promise is stated, <clears throat> the book begins to erase some of our objections, ease some of our resistance, question some of our unreasonableness, open the door to the willingness to explore the possibilities promised by this program. It states where most of us find ourselves as the result of trying to run the show ourselves. We are then told that we have all the
1: elements necessary to have a spiritual relationship with our creator, that we have all worship something or somebody, love something or somebody, and that we live on faith and little
2: else. And then we are told that we need not go in search of our higher power. He knew he would not know where to look for him, so he planted himself deep within each of us. We need only to learn to follow the clear-cut directions in this book to see if that is so with us. You know, I love this
1: first page in We Agnostics because it sums up the reason that we would have read every page, every sentence, every word leading up to this page. They assume that we've actually read the big book. They didn't assume that we bounced around in a few particular paragraphs or chapters that related to me, you know, to bring somebody through the through the book. Right, right. It's like, they assumed we've read every word from page zero. The forwards, the preferences, the doctor's opinion, you know, Bill's story, their solution, more about alcoholism. Hence, this brings us to this page which Bill is going to jump into with us.
6: Yeah, I, I hope uh, any of you who like me, had gone through the book so far knew that I had the problem, wanted the solution but was really struggling with this whole God thing and, and I, I hope that, it's, that this chapter is as helpful to you as it was to me in reconciling that. Chapter 4, We Agnostics In the preceding chapters, we have learned something of alcoholism. We hope we have made clear the distinction between the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic. If, when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, or if, when drinking, you have little control over the amount you take, you are probably alcoholic. If that be the case, you may be suffering from the illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer.
1: Could you read that one again?
6: If that be the case, if when you honestly want to you find you cannot quit entirely, or when if when drinking you have little control over the amount you take, you're probably alcoholic, and therefore if that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. To one who feels he is an atheist or agnostic, such an experience seems impossible. But to continue as he is means disaster, especially if he's an alcoholic of the hopeless variety. To be doomed to an alcoholic death or to live on, spiritual ter- so on a spiritual basis are not easy alternatives to face. want to pause
1: there for a second and dock in your most succinct, without dragging out for two hours tell us what an agnostic and an atheist is. So we need to know what that is if we read about the darn thing, right?
2: Right. An atheist, so let's
1: not drag it out for three days. Sure. Just an to, uh,
2: atheist thinks he has proof there is no God. An agnostic isn't, hasn't seen the proof that there is or isn't a God. Most succinct.
1: I like to refer as agnostics as confused folk. <laughs> they think
2: they know. They they know. I was proud to be an agnostic that I just simply hadn't had enough
6: proof one way or the other. Yeah. And I was still a searcher. We could sit yeah. comfortably on the fence. Yeah.
7: yeah. Well, uh, y-
6: as, Charlie, as Joe and Charlie would, would, would say it, and, and these are my mentors, uh, that an atheist says there is no God. Uh, uh, an agnostic says there may be a God, but he acts like an atheist because <laughs> he doesn't use God in his daily living. Right.
2: And that's good. And, and I'd also say that if you say live on the fence. Our first dilemma just showed up. And a dilemma by Latin definition, die is two, lemma is the uh, choice between. So a dilemma isn't a problem. It's a choice between one of two things. So it's a why in the road. And here we are. And that's, that's what an agnostic is. He's caught in a dilemma. Is there a God or isn't there a God? And right here is the first dilemma. It says to be doomed to an alcoholic death or to live
6: on a spiritual basis. That's it. Choose one or the other. There's, there's no sitting on step, the Step. That's step one and step two. And yeah. we agnostics really has us on the doorstep of step three. <laughs> How about this last part? Are not always easy
1: alternatives to face. You know, if you're a real full-blown alcoholic and you've read the book from this point and you've read the, the Bill W. story where he's arguing with Ebby about the conception of God and stuff like that, by the time you get to this book, chances are you're pretty comfortable with, I know i got to do this thing, I'm comfortable with this God, but we finally find that open and say, but I don't have the faintest idea what God is or who it is, right. which I'm is the most honest thing we idea. can have.
2: softened up to the idea. But I'm not willing to get off the fence, you know. Like Bill said, I'm very comfortable sitting there because I can't be wrong. Yeah. I can't. If I don't make a choice,
6: I'm not wrong. Well, you know, it's it, 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 it's two choices here, okay? Either you go on hopelessly <laughs> to an alcoholic death or just his bed an alcoholic life, okay? My friend Mark. Mark or says, or accept spiritual help. Uh, the my 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 response to that is. Why want choice number three? But you know what? Fun Unfortunately there is no choice number three. My my late great accept spiritual health or go on. Or or die. die.
2: My late great buddy Mark H. used to say when he read that, he said, So how bad of an alcoholic death are we talking? And how long till how that long? How long? How bad is months. Be. I need some more info before I... Can I get a few, few more dates and a few more years? Yeah.
6: And, okay. An alcoholic death is a, bad, is a bad thing, but just as bad is an alcoholic life. I mean, you know, there's a lot of pain between being alive and, and an alcoholic death. You yeah. know, when I came into the rooms, I was basing my conception and belief on a
1: spiritual God and all life behavior based on that of an 8 or 9 year old because that's when my whole sure. conception was uh, my god was, a, was a, a bellhop a concierge and Santa Claus and up to this point he really sucked because none of the stuff appeared to me
2: that is a really Dumb. really important thing you pointed out because if you uh, 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 metaphorically to it some, some, a comparison is if you ask somebody to draw a picture most adults draw like they're in first, second or third grade because that's when they quit drawing. Yeah. So they've never developed anything more than that. And if we've quit developing our spiritual life in, in, in Sunday school somewhere, or sometimes you know it's around 8 or 10 or sometimes 12, but by then it's, it's done. And we expect full-grown adults to look at this and be able to comprehend this As an adult. And and we're not. That's
6: that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. But I got a phone call here from somebody and they said, listen, we like we we love what you guys have to say, but shut the hell up and continue with the reading. Okay. You better let the chairperson run it from the chair. Let's go. (laughs) To be doomed to why it's just a phone call. What can I tell you? you Whoever called you loves to hear you read. I'm just a servant here. To be doomed to an alcoholic death or to live on a spiritual basis are not always easy alternatives to face. But it isn't so difficult. About half our original fellowship were exactly that type. At first, some of us used to avoid the issue, hoping against hope we were not true alcoholics. But after a while, we had to face the fact that we must find a spiritual basis of life or else. Perhaps it is going to be that way with you. But cheer up. Something like half of us thought we were atheists or agnostics. Our experience shows that you were not you need not be disconcerted. If a mere code of morals or a better philosophy of life were sufficient to overcome alcoholism, many of us would have this recovered long ago. But we found that such codes and philosophies did not leave, save us no matter how much we tried. We could wish we could wish to be moral. We could wish to be philosophically comforted. In fact, we could with will these things with all our might. But the need, needed power wasn't there. Our human resources as marshaled by the will were not sufficient. They failed utterly. Lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live and it had to be a, powerful, a power greater than ourselves. Obviously. But where and how are we to find this power? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main objective is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself which will solve your problems. That means we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we are going to talk about God. Here difficulty arises with agnostics. Many times we talk to a new man and watch his hopes rise as we discuss the alcoholic problems and explain our fellowship. But his face falls when we speak of spiritual matters, especially when we mention God. (laughs) For we have reopened a subject which our man thought he had neatly evaded or entirely ignored. We know how he feels. We have shared his honest doubt and prejudice. Some of us have been violently anti-religious. To others, the word God brought up a particular idea of him with which someone had tried to impose, impress them with during childhood. Perhaps we rejected this particular conception because it seemed inadequate. With that rejection, we imagine we had abandoned the God idea entirely. We were bothered with the thought that faith and dependence upon a power beyond ourselves was something somewhat weak, even cowardly. We look upon this world of warring individuals, warring theological systems, and inexplicable calamity with deep skepticism. We looked askance at many individuals who claimed to be godly. How could a supreme being have anything to do with it all? And who could comprehend a supreme being anyhow? Yet in, en- in other moments, we found ourselves thinking, when enchanted by a starlit night, who then made all this? There was a feeling of awe and wonder, but it was fleeting and soon lost. So we're going to pause there, and we're going
1: to jump into the question and answers on the top of page 41. I'll ask the questions, and we'll play tennis back and forth on this. Um, First paragraph, first question. What have we learned in our study of the doctor's opinion, Bill's study, Bill's story, their solution, and more about
2: alcoholism? We've learned those, something yes. about alcoholism. In the preceding chapters, we have learned something of alcoholism. Oh, I need to read the whole thing. I'm sorry. Yes. I forgot. I That's just okay. Next the question, Bill. In, in the preceding chapters, you have learned something of alcoholism. Not Next much. question, Bill.
6: What do we want to make clear? We hope we have made clear the distinction between the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic.
1: Once again, we're not trying to trick people into AA. We're trying to get, help people determine if they're really one of us. Note, take the two questions test to determine if the severity of your alcoholism. Three-part question here for you, Doc. First part, how do you know if your life is unmanageable? How do you know if, the power, if you are powerless over
2: alcohol? And C, if
1: you cannot quit entirely and have little control over the alcohol, what are you?
2: If, when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, or if, when drinking you have little control over the amount you take, you are probably alcoholic. And the comment
1: is, does this appear to be step one in reverse order? next question what does the only known what is the only known solution for such an
6: illness comment does this appear to be step two what a bummer if that be the case you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer
1: and that was the whole thing about alcoholics Anonymous. we were here we came around because
6: nothing else worked and we had a spiritual solution that ended up working Next paragraph. You know, that, that first paragraph just summarizes everything that we've done up to this point so far. Mm-hmm. It kind of nets it right out for you.
2: Um, right, with the strongest sentence being the last one, too. Yeah, It's the only thing we sell here. I tell uh,
1: my sponsees, it's like, you know... So at this point in time, by the time we get to We Agnostics, you're probably wondering why we have to read every chapter, <laughs> every four-word, every word. Every, why don't we just bounce around like you know other people? And I say, you know, because in the preceding chapters, you've learned something of alcoholism. Something. We've read the
6: entire th- leading up to this. Don't you love it when uh, somebody gives you a big book and says, read chapter five? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, would you start any book in, at Chapter 5? Mm. You know, you should start <laughs> the book at the beginning. So, By the I mean, way, when someone asks you, do you think I'm an alcoholic? Well, we never tell I, people they're an alcoholic. I always ask them what their mom thinks. Yeah, well, what's your mom think?
1: <laughs> I always try to help them see their own truth. You know, it's like if they don't, I say, well, what about this and this? What do you think about that? And if they're not, you, you help them decide. You know, like we were talking about being on the fence. So you have somebody's on the fence. They're not sure they're alcoholic. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. Well, I've spent uh, fourteen hours with them so far. We have conversations. Well, what about this time? Or what about this time? Or we can go to just page forty-four and read the first paragraph.
6: And that's why the tradition is so you can, strong. You can mm-hmm. net that. You can net that right down to just two questions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That pamphlet. Two questions of the are: questions. if, when you
6: honestly want to, do you find you cannot quit entirely? And the second question is if, when drinking, you have little control of the amount you take, you are probably alcoholic. You decide. By the way, if our Zoom person wants to type
1: in the phone number so if our people can call in, you might want to give him a nudge. He's listening very attentively. Um, the phone number for call ins is 954 260. He's just resting. 4760. Once again, if you want to call in with a comment, our number is nine five four two six zero four seven six zero. You can join in on the comments if you've had experience with us. Um, so let's move on to the next paragraph. Wow, Unless, how, how did
6: I get that other phone call? My phone's not even turned on. You know, God is sneaky. It's a higher power. Yeah. It's just the voice. By
1: in the way, your if anybody, if, <laughs> if any <laughs> of the people here who are. Uh, If anybody wants to share from the the peanut gallery... Yeah, from the floor. Raise your hand. We can have you come up and hit the podium. Bill will step away. Next paragraph, three-part question. Wow. Will this present problems for an atheist or an agnostic? What will happen if they do not accept our solution, especially if they are what type of alcoholic?
2: To the one who feels he is an atheist or agnostic, such such an experience... Seems impossible, but to continue as he is means disaster, especially if he is an alcoholic of the hopeless variety. So this next one is also a
1: three-part question. Get ready, Bill. First part, if you are powerless over alcohol and cannot manage a decision to take the first drink, what is your destiny? B, what is the alternative? And C, Are there alternatives easy for the real alcoholics? Take out the paragraph.
6: To be doomed to an alcoholic death or to live on a spiritual basis are not always easy alternatives to face. And I think a lot of people probably chose to
1: try everything else first. Maybe just if I go to meetings and hold off on those steps oh. till I get my life to order, then I'll do this stuff. But I'm going to try every which way before I have to go and try even going to AA for a lot of people.
2: Well, that's the first thing you try, is you stiffen up, right? First thing you do is you, you take a deep breath and swallow your spit and go, come on. You know, get some, get some willpower together. Stick well. And just stop it at, at, at 12 beers, for God's sake. You and know? if that doesn't work? Well, I was watching this thing about the, these, these Aussies, and it's pretty typical... They were going, oh, he only he came in here and he, he'd drink eight beers and he'd go home every night. No big deal. Those are pints, right? Big pint bottles, and he'd come in every night and drink two gallons of beer and then go home. That was absolutely typical for them, right? To us, it's absolutely two gallons of beer, no big deal. To a normal person, that would knock them out of the, you know, out of real life. They wouldn't be getting up the next morning every day. But
6: mm-hmm. for us, ah, Eight pints. What's that? You know, that's, somebody w- that's just four times with two hands. <laughs> I think what's really amazing about that guy is that he stopped after eight. He- <laughs> yeah, Which brings me to, to self-control. a story. <laughs> I heard a story.
1: Somebody once re- recommended that, like, if you go down to Behemar at 5 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and all the boats are coming in, there's a bunch of guys who are boat-loaded drunk. They're all drunk as can be, and most of them, 90% of them, they go home, they sit in front of the television, and they chill. About 10% of them go home and continue drinking. All day. Right. Sunburn throughout the night. <laughs> Just because you drink a lot and make bad decisions while you're drunk or even have blackouts doesn't mean you're an alcoholic. Right. It's that last right. part, can I stop when I want to, once I start going. Can right. I stop. This isn't a cure
2: for drunkenness. No.
1: Bill, do you have anything else to throw into this paragraph? Oh, no. Let's move on. You got your phone up and running in case somebody kills us? Okay. The, 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 is that number in the Zoom room, Mr. S? Great. Uh, next paragraph. When can you see the truth? Is it really so difficult to hope that there just might be a higher power? But it isn't so difficult. Right? Oh, no, that was I a did. short one. Sure is. Next yes. paragraph. How many of the first 67 to 100... came as atheists or agnostics. About half our original fellowship were of exactly that type. Two-part question. What do some of us
2: try to do with the truth? At first, some of us tried to avoid the issue. Do you have a second part of your question? And what were we hoping? (laughs) Hoping against hope. We were not true
1: alcoholics. White chippers, right? <laughs> I I see, every them. time I every you know I'm going to meetings, and every Friday or so, I'm thinking I'm just going to have a couple of drinks tonight and a couple of bumps, and rewire my sound system and do the sound acoustics again, and I'll be up by seven the next morning. My and girlfriend
2: was the alcoholic. That's what. Yeah. You know,
1: that's how I got. Tricked next question. Coming. Ultimately, must what ultimately we must do
6: what? But after a while, we had to face the fact that we must find the spiritual basis of life. Or else, dun, 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 dun. Is it possible
2: that we could apply to you as well? Perhaps it's going to be that way with
6: you. If so, why should you not be discouraged? But cheer up. Something like half of us thought that we were atheists or agnostics. What does our experience demonstrate to the atheist and agnostic? Our experience shows that
2: you need not be... Disconcerted. Disconcerted meaning broken apart. So not Not together.
1: Going through the steps, hanging out with AA people, you know, getting connected to God through that factor, but hearing everybody else's discussion about their conceptions of God and how God has showed up in the works and how, you know, the, the miracles are showing up and seeing alcoholics staying sober, that allowed me to start thinking differently and having more information about what God was for me what spirituality meant to me, what it meant to be a citizen in society, what it meant to be a brother. You know? All my conceptions were so tainted and damaged when I came into the rooms that I, I luckily had people that I could look up to as role
6: models in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, Well, AA recovery doesn't require much. It just says that we change all our old attitudes, ideas, and beliefs and replace them with new ones. So, you know, what, what could possibly go wrong there? You know... You, I'm sorry. You, 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 go ahead. Speaking of that, well, I was going to go into the next
2: paragraph. Well, I was going to say, disconcerted is a perfect word because what it does is it belays all my fear that I had in the sentence. Uh, but after a while, we had to face the fact that we must find a spiritual basis of life or else. That right there, I'm, I'm doomed. I got what, you know, I got no, I got no experience with having a spiritual basis of life, right? I've got, I've got maybe a, a foggy conception that I, I last gave thought to uh, here or there, but any real thought, I was a kid, like you said, and then it comes down. So I've got thoughts shooting off in every direction. Do I have to do this? Do I have to go to church? Do I have to get on my knees? Do I have to go buy incense? You know, what do I have to do to do this? I don't even know what a spiritual way of life is. And then it uses that great word, It says says rely on our experiences, right? Our experience shows that you need not be all over the place, right? Just relax. Our experience will give you one direction and one thing. It'll be concerted, right? It'll be like a concert. Everything will come together perfectly. You don't even have to think too much of it. It's a perfect word, lovely word. I used to
1: sit at the dry dock, and I would look over to my senior elders with 30, 25, 40 years. And no matter we've, we had this hurricane, Wilma, that came. every We had, we had a full year of hurricanes <laughs> almost every year. remember Wilma, Rita. And, and, and I've got this. I just get out of detox, and my brain is running 10,000 miles an hour. And these guys are just sitting there calm. You know, the, the shit has hit the fan weekend. And I am just I want what they have, but I, I didn't know how to get it because I wanted it right then and there. And, I ha- and then they pointed out to me one day, it's like, Mike Chase, when we came in, we were just as
2: cracked out as you are today. And, and that's page 37. Page the the insanity of page 37. Uh, lack of proportion, inability to think straight. Disconsorted. Took some time for me to get that.
6: And I just want to reassert that notice their approach here is always the same. They're not telling you what you are or what you need to do. They're just saying, if you're like us, this is what we did. Yeah, it's Lovely. You, 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 you figure out where you belong on this. And I relate to, when I'm
1: reading this book, I relate to all these folks. So, um, will a mere code of morals or
6: a good philosophy of live save the real alcoholic? If a mere code of morals or a better philosophy of life were sufficient to overcome alcohol or alcoholism, many of us would have recovered long ago. And so the problem-heavy
1: hard drinkers who can come to AA and not actually work the steps but just hang around for the fellowship right. and fun.
2: Yeah. That's works. the answer for all normal people yeah. right there. Any normal person, any problem in their life, they have a, mode of coral, uh, uh, a code of morals and a, and a good philosophy of living, they can overcome almost any. That's why they can read a book about you know making good habits and the. The, the three-minute rule of trying to, you know, start forming better habits. None of that works for me. None of it works for me. I have to go back to only a spiritual experience will conquer. Not just with my alcoholism, but all of my alcoholism-related behavior. I had an almost pretty good code of morals and an almost pretty
1: good philosophy of living, but I suffered from phenomenon of craving and mental obsession, and it didn't matter. <laughs> After that, right.
2: <laughs> Priority of
1: thinking. Bill's in the Bill's at the office hiding in the, 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 the print shop
2: again, doing <laughs> his magical stuff, getting ready for work. Ultimately, what must what, what we do? But we found that such codes and philosophies did not save us no matter how much we tried. Is it possible that this could apply
6: to you as well? We could wish to be moral. Oh. We could wish to be philosophically comforted in fact we could will these things with all our might but the need the needed power wasn't there if so why
2: should you not be discouraged um our human resources as marshaled by the will were not sufficient they failed
6: utterly now you know i really identify with this because you know i really tried to be a nice guy i mean i really tried to be good <laughs> to a people and you know all this other stuff but, you know, these damn people kept getting in the way. Life kept getting in the way. And, you know, you just pissed me off, you know. And I just had to, you know, deal with it in a way that spiritually I didn't want to. But it was necessary. It was necessary in order to cope with life. That's the way it was for me. And, and when they started talking about resentments, boy, I understood immediately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next paragraph. Will a code of morals or a good philosophy of living save the real alcoholic? Yeah, well, you're, you're behind. Little. Am I? Yeah, we just answered all those, but go ahead and ask. Page 45. Oh, right. diddly do. Okay, but they worked out good, didn't they? Yeah. They
6: worked Next out period. Good.
1: What is a lack of power?
6: Bill? Lack of yeah. power. That was our dilemma. Two-part right. question. Choice to live.
2: between two things, right? Dilemma. Lack of power isn't a problem. It's a choice between two things. Okay. It can only that's the only definition dilemma has. It doesn't have a definition of that's our problem, lack of power. It means I have the inability to choose to drink or not to drink. Right? I have no I cannot choose the right path or the left path. Right? There's only one demo and we, we misuse that word a lot. Mm -hmm. Because I hear people go, oh, you have a problem? Well, lack of power, that's your dilemma. Dilemma means a choice between, one choice between only two things, not a multiple choice. So here's that dilemma choices. Right. Part A, to live, what do we have to do? And B, what did we have to do? That's it. We had to find a power by which we could live. And it had to be, in fancy letters, power greater than ourselves. This is what we actually sort of phase out of the sort of
1: considering the God, and we start using God more bluntly, I think, following forward from this point. Next paragraph. If that is what we must have to survive, what is the question?
6: Obviously. But where and how do we find this power? That's the you know, I, I, would, I would say that the dilemma that they're talking about here is the one on page 44 where it says, but sure. to continue as he is means disaster, especially if he is an alcoholic of the hopeless variety. To be doomed to an alcoholic That's death it. and to live on a spiritual basis are not always easy alternatives to face. That's exactly what it's, the dilemma is. The right. dilemma is, I don't like choice one or two. That's right. Give me number three. That's right. It's I a, can't live with one. I can't it's live with two. left or right. You live with it. You die yeah. or you live. That's your choice. Everything, everything. But I'm, I
2: don't have the power to choose that.
6: Every, That's everything what's so scary. I've, everything I've brought to this doesn't. My, all my solutions don't work. So what's my? I, do, I have a dilemma. What do I do now?
2: And there's no other problem that I can think of where I can't easily make the right choice, right? If I if I have another disease that needs to be treated, I pick the treatment right? If, 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 if I have uh, any sort of problem, right? Any sort of problem in life, it's relatively easy to go, this is the, ease, this is the right one, and this is the left one. And I choose the right one, not the, not the wrong. It's easy to weigh it out mm-hmm. on an apothecary scale and go, this is the preponderance of, of good is on this side. I'll choose this side. But here it says, we don't even have the power to say, I, I need to live by a spiritual basis. I don't have the power to choose that. It gives me chills thinking of it. I, I know that and if I stopped there I would still be in a bar drinking, going, I've got to live by a spiritual life.
1: Is that an intersection, an intersection of God coming in and giving us that? It's, it's
6: the only explanation, mm-hmm. right? So now, so now the person's starting to come around to the thinking through the, through the information that's been presented. Okay, well, well, maybe I'll give this a try. But, but what do I got to do? You have to raise your sword are. and say, "By but, the power of grace, go!" But when in here Do we, when and where do we find this power? Mm. Okay, I'm I'm willing to if it's not if you're not going to ask me if it's not going to be too tough, maybe I'll think about it. <laughs> you know, I'm watching a show where this woman uh, gets cancer. She had it once, she got rid of it, and it came back, and she had a dilemma. She didn't know whether she wanted to go through the rigors of that treatment again or whether she just wanted to die, let, let it you know, take its course. And there's a dilemma. She obviously, through love of her family, decided to go to right. the treatment. Right. But, she, but this was a horrible alternative to go through this treatment again, this horrible cancer treatment.
2: But the alternative was death. Right, but she had enough. Her willpower would work on that. Because she could say, she could weigh it out. She still had the power of choice. She still had the power of, of choice. We don't even have that. And yet we don't have it. It's the only thing that I've run into where we just don't have the, the power. A lack of power is why we can't choose is what that sentence says. Well,
6: we do, have, we do have the power of choice in as far as step three is concerned. Right. And that's what's coming. That's right. coming.
1: <laughs> Speaking of that, the answer to that, you're going to have to check in next week. We've run out of time. We're going to start wrapping up. Already. This, is, this okay. is, I believe that's correct time, right? Eight, yeah. Yes, sir, Bob. 8:15. So you want to know how to get out of that dilemma? Step in next week. Uh, maybe read ahead a little bit or call you, your sponsor. You want to know
2: exactly
1: how. If you want to know exactly how. It... <laughs> so we're going wrap to the, the, wrap the meeting up now. Thanks, Bill, for the reading and wrap jumping in up. and everything like that. Um, Thank you, Bill. From a vision for Thank you, from the book. One, chief. I love the agnostics because it it does just sort of open up it's, a whole new way of thinking and looking at life.
2: Yeah, it's one of my favorite chapters because it's like almost every sentence in there is something esoteric that you can break apart and apply to life. It's amazing. and
1: and as picking apart and talking about God is on page forty four for a reason because we had forty three pages plus the forewords to get us prepared to to. To, to, oh, to talk about this. Otherwise, we're just a bunch of gookus not really understand what's going on. Right. So right. Uh, speaking of that, God will constantly disclose more to you okay. and to us. Ask to him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But you obviously cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for
2: us. Abandon yourself to God, sorry, as you understand God. Admit your faults to Him and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. Yeah, I am so looking forward to it. The New Normal, because it is a practice of
1: the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Study Group for group member sponsors to introduce their new sponsees by presenting them with a sponsorship medallion. So if you're, if you're a sponsor and you're a your new sponsee and you like want to introduce them to the Family of Alcoholics Anonymous... You can do that by introducing them to your circle of friends. You can introduce them in a Zoom room. You can go on, and uh, there's magical ways of doing that. And uh, we have all kinds of ways to do that. And if you have a year or more of sobriety, uh, go share that information with a newcomer and help them right. rediscover God.
2: Right. Don't let Zoom keep you from fishing for newcomers.
1: And if, right. you, need a, and if you need a sponsor, you, know, you still have connections with people. And if you don't, you know, reach out on Zoom. It's always good to get a sponsor that you're going to actually be able to meet face to face with. I highly recommend that for the newcomers.
6: There also are AA meetings that are still meeting. Mm-hmm. So you, if you're really in need of a meeting, you need to just look around. Yeah. Maybe if you call Intergroup, they'll tell you which ones They're are. They're
2: sneaky and they meet, but you've got to mask. Well, in and some, some are show. opening up this week and around yeah. the country and around the world. But if you'd
1: like to become a member of this group, please join us after the meeting to help New fill Zealand the membership is card. Awesome. Uh, Thank you for joining us tonight. Hope to see you all next week. But don't forget this Thursday evening, our Alcoholics and God step series workshop, which is actually a tradition step series workshop. Uh, it starts at 7.15. We have our Zoom room opening up at 6.45 for fellowship and getting to know each other. Uh, by the way, this is a step series done by Doc. It's definitely not your grandmother's step series. Traditions. It's tradition series. It's fun. It's invigorating. <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it brings the traditions to life in my life and as a group and as an Alcoholics as a number as whole. Well. So I do highly recommend you all check that. Everyone you, bring it Covered dish. Covered dish. If you if you can't, we do have them podcasting, so you can listen to them on podcast. Uh, and if you become a member of the Facebook private page, you can watch them at your leisure when you feel like it. Awesome. Please wait till you're seventy five feet away to vape or smoke. Please wait till you're seventy five years or older yeah. to vape. So we're actually going to go possibly go check out a restaurant tonight
6: afterward in Turkey. You, you know what I think is really good about this format is, you know, we're, we're, we're reading from the book. We're, we're staying close to the book, but we're sharing our experience and, and, and our hope. different ideas and everything. And, and, and I and I hope that that stimulates these similar kind of conversations among the people that are watching, you know, because this is what keeps AA vital. And this is what allows me to better implement the AA program in my daily living is is to get that firm understanding. And, and one way to do that is to share ideas with other people staying close to the book. Right. It's such a
2: simple idea yet so brilliant to yeah. turn... Each sentence that you read into a question, so you have to go back and reread it as an answer.
1: Because the whole purpose is to comprehend the book, right? You know, I, there was somebody. I was forgot so what I was It's looking an open for. book test. <laughs> somebody had. This is my schedule to read ten pages every morning. Well, why? How are you going to comprehend right. ten pages in the morning just to get? I right. did it.
2: So if you just comprehended the lack of power, that is our dilemma today. You'd have a solid day right there. Wow, you just heaved up my day I don't need to make my Amen, inventory brother. so
1: let's close with the lord prayer if everybody wants to join in on us we'll do that um if we allow and are open to who will bring us from shame to grace our father, our father who, art who art in heaven, heaven hallowed, hallowed be thy name thy, thy kingdom come thy will be done, will be done. on, on earth, earth as it is in on heaven, heaven. Give, give us this us day our daily, bread. daily bread. bread and forgive us our trespasses <laughs> as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory,
4: forever and ever. Amen.
8: Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, heart is heavy, soul is thirsty, bodies aching. in need of restoration, yeah, and I am ready for you to take me higher, yeah, the only thing that I can do is keep on praying. These possessions that I have Amount to nothing at all
9: Crying, you bring on the rain. So stop your sighing, baby, and be happy again. Yes, and keep on smiling. And I hope
10: it the
4: When I go to sleep at night And I dream now uh-huh. Fear has left me And I'm standing tall A pile of bricks now lies Where once there stood a wall That I hid behind For all this time
11: Sometimes it takes a break Sure a great white light
4: to set you right Well my eyes don't cry now and I'm about to die Pity party's over the guest of honor has arrived and he's on my side sing along and stomp their feet and raise their arms
11: and here in this moment that we share nothing could come
4: the fog is lifted see the light count my blessings when I go to sleep at night and I dream now that song is god bless i love you mike chase bye
12: i think you know this one don't you Powers on your way?